Thanks for tuning in to the Purpose Unfolded podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Danielle, author, curator, and wellness practitioner. Join me weekly as I sit down in conversation with myself and other special guests as we talk all things self-help, purpose living, faith building, community, and more. If you like what you hear, please leave a rating and review. I greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much for being here. Let's dive in, shall we? Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Purpose Unfolded podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Danielle, and I want to thank you for joining me on today's episode, um, which, if you're listening and tuned in, is titled, Are You Reacting or Are You Responding? Um, But as you know, if you are not a first-time listener... Or if you are a first-time listener, let me just catch you up on what we do before we go into every week's episode. So before I dive into this week's episode, um, what I like to do is always kind of just touch bases on the previous episode. Um, So last week's episode was all about making space for our desires and In that episode, I talked about, you know, making space for us to manifest what it is that we desire for our lives, how we desire our lives to look like, how we desire our lives to feel like. Um, And I spoke on, you know, first identifying what it is that we desire And also identifying what we don't desire. That way, we have a clear guide and a clear vision of what it is that we're seeking and making space for. And what it is that we are not seeking or what we might be turning away from in order to lean more into our desires. Um, And, you know, as... The day's been on, you know, as the episode, you know, uh, came out last Sunday. But as I, you know, started even meditating more on it and just even in my personal life, making space for my desires, you know, I I realized that I have to make space to release, right? Sometimes there are habits, there are certain behavioral patterns, certain mindset patterns that, you know, maybe we have fallen too comfortable with um, and perhaps are not really serving um, the growth and development of our best selves, right? And so before we can even make space for what we desire, we have to release what is taking up that space in the first place, right? So that's just something that, you know, also came to my mind as I started, you know, like I said, dwelling and thinking more about last week's episode and how I'm making space in my personal life for my desires to manifest. And so, you know, I've been trying to be more intentional with releasing what no longer serves me in order for me to really, like for real this time, 
you know, make space for the life that I truly desire to live. Excuse me. And, you know, it's so much easier said than done, right? Because, you know, when you've done something for so long, sometimes you don't understand or you don't realize that it can be detrimental, right? Or you don't realize sometimes that, you know, maybe you can try to do something better and get a different result until you come into that awareness and that self-knowledge, right? Where you're able to then get a better understanding of, wow, I've been doing this thing this entire time, this particular way. No wonder why I'm not getting the results that I desire, right? So I just want to, you know, encourage you to, as you are practicing making space for your desires, also practice, you know, leaning into self-awareness and knowledge of self. That way you have a better understanding of how you need to hold yourself accountable in order to make that space for those blessings and for those desires to manifest and come into your life. So, If you did not listen to last week's episode, I kind of just gave a whole new episode on top of that. It's like a bonus um, with what I just said. But, you know, if any of what I just said resonates with you, um, I would encourage you to go back to episode three, making space for your desires um, from last week, taking, you know, some time, maybe as you're driving or folding clothes or doing something um, just taking a moment to lend a listening ear and um, I'm hoping that something speaks to you. And if so, I would also hope and greatly appreciate if you shared um, this episode um, or last week's episode, which I'm referencing right now with somebody, whether it be, you know, sending the link to them via text message or whether it be sending it to them via DM. Um, But beyond sharing the episodes, what I'm really trying to get more of are ratings and reviews, okay? It does not take a long time to leave a rating and review. Um, I would greatly appreciate it because, you know, not only do the ratings and reviews kind of help other people kind of discover the podcast, um... They also just give me feedback, right? Um, My intentions for this podcast is not, you know, for it to be the number one podcast in the world or for it to be the most played or the most listened to. If that happens, I'm honored and so grateful um, to God if that does happen. However, my intentions is really just to provide myself with the space to explore my thoughts and experiences while also uh, creating community around these conversations. So the ratings and reviews, yes, they help the podcast grow and help it become more discoverable on platforms such as Apple Podcasts and Spotify. But what it really does is it, it lets me know how these conversations are resonating with you all, you know, lets me know that I'm not just talking to myself. And, you know, while recording this podcast every week is very therapeutic for me, and it does help, you know, I do enjoy being able to cultivate community. So um, like I said, if you have a moment, I would greatly appreciate leaving some feedback, whether it be 
you know, from this week's episode or whether it be from last week's episode or any of the previous episodes um, of the Purpose Unfolded podcast, I would greatly appreciate that. And thank you so much in advance. Um, So without further ado, I want to go into this week's episode, which like I said, if you're listening and pay and if you pay attention to detail, it is titled, Are You Reacting or Are You Responding? And I want to talk about that and I feel led to talk about that because I feel like so many times people have fallen, you know, into the reaction of things instead of responding to them. And people might not think there's a difference. You know, people might assume that, oh, a reaction and a response is the same thing. And I used to think that as well, right? When you look up the word reaction uh, online or like in a dictionary, you know, one of the words that might comes up is response. Or if you look up response, one of the words that might be used to define what a response is might be reaction, right? Or they're like synonyms, right? And so people might not think that there is a difference, but one thing that I have learned as I have gotten older and stepped more into adulthood, and not just adulthood, but have stepped more into just my practice of, you know, self-help and just personal development um, and mindfulness, I have realized that there is a difference. There is a difference between reacting to something and there's a difference between responding. And my hope and my intention with today's episode is to inspire people to be more mindful of what they choose to react to and what they are responding to. And hopefully we are all inspired to practice responding more than we react. And I want to take a moment to say this, that Obviously, we are humans, so we are not perfect beings, right? We are flawed. We have, there's so many things going on sometimes. And so sometimes, you know, even if we desire to be more responsive than we are reactive, sometimes we're going to react, right? And so it's not about feeling bad about yourself, when you react instead of responding, but more so asking yourself, how can I respond better the next time should this situation happen again, right? So always giving yourself love, always giving yourself grace because it just feels good to do so. And so As we go into this week's episode, um, I just want to start off briefly by kind of defining what a reaction is and what a response is. And so when I Googled the definitions, I didn't really like the, the, the definitions didn't really speak to what it is I'm trying to get at in this, you know, in this conversation. So I then looked up response versus reaction. And I came across a website called um a website called 
letstalkcoaching.com. And on the website, letstalkcoaching.com, it says this, reactions are done on impulse without putting much thought into it or considering what the end result may be. And a response is defined as saying something in reply more thoughtfully and done with reasoning. Okay, so I'll say that again. And this is from letstalkcoaching.com. Reactions are done on impulse without putting much thought into it or considering what the end result may be. Response is saying something in reply more thoughtfully and done with reasoning. And so, you know, in this moment, after hearing how those are, what a reaction and response is, maybe you feel like, oh, I'm definitely more reactive than responsive. And that's okay. That's what this conversation is for. Or maybe you're somebody who's like, oh, I'm more responsive than I am reactive, right? But just because you're more responsive than reactive doesn't mean that you'll never react to something, right? Because we all have our triggers. We all have different things that kind of, you know, trigger us and might stimulate a certain reaction in us. And so, you know, like I said, as as much as we would like to practice react being responsive, sometimes we're going to react and that's okay. I'm just here to help us be more mindful, right? That's what this platform is about. It's about being more mindful, being more purposeful, being more intentional and using our intention, our mindfulness and our purpose to help us live more fulfilled lives and to help us lean more into who we have been called to be on this earth. And so, you know, obviously there is a difference, right? When I think of a reaction, and I'll use my personal experience, right? Because I can only speak from my personal experience. I am a TK teacher. I work with very young children. Um... My students are about five or six years old. However, you know, they are also, um, you know, and, and with that, right, with being so young, you know, they're obviously not fully matured. Obviously, they're five and six years old. And so they have a lot of needs, right? They're children. They have needs. And so... As their teacher, um, I have to be able to respond to their needs, right? And so one of the students who I have, um, I work more closely with three of them. And so one of the three students who I work with, um, he is very... You know, this student is very... He's very, he's very intelligent... He's a very bright student. However, emotionally and verbally, he's not yet learned how to fully express himself. 
He has not fully learned the appropriate way to express what his needs are, right? When he gets angry and upset, he doesn't always know how to express that anger, how to express his frustration when certain things happen, right? And so as a result of that, sometimes he does things like he hits or sometimes he throws tantrums or sometimes he you know he starts screaming right at the top of, at the top of his lungs right and so me as the teacher when it when i first started working with him i was approaching him from a place of being reactive right because from my standpoint, I'm like, okay, you are young, you're a child, um, and you shouldn't be acting this way, right? And, you know, because there were some times where he got angry and he knocked all the stuff off the table and ripped stuff off the classroom that I took my precious time putting up on the walls, right? And so when things like that happened, um, my natural instinct, right? Because we, we all have a natural instinct, right? And so in that moment, my natural instinct was for me to get upset and to raise my voice and say, well, why did you do this? And pick all this stuff up, right? But I, I realized that me acting off of my instinct, my my impulse, right? In that moment and not putting much thought into Um, what the end result would be, aka what his reaction would be based off of my reaction, I, you know, I yelled back at him and got angry, right? But then based off of his reaction to me, it only made things worse. And so from that day forward, I had to realize and understand If I'm going to be an effective teacher, if I'm going to be an effective person in this child's life, I have to figure out a different way to approach him. And so, and this was back in November when I initially started working with him. And here we are now in March and he has not had... um an episode like that. He hasn't had a moment where he, you know, took all the stuff off the walls because he was angry and frustrated. And it's because I have learned how to respond to his needs instead of reacting to his needs. And I will say that for me, it takes a lot of, I'm generally a very patient person, right? But when I encounter people, whether they be children or, or adults, who have more specific needs, it requires that I kind of increase in my level of patience, right? Because it's like this person needs more from me than maybe what the next person might need, right? So if we're taking the example of, you know, me interacting with my student, I have had to learn how when he gets frustrated, how not to just tell him, oh, to be quiet or, 
to stop crying or whatever. I've had to learn how to take a moment to take a step back and just ask myself, well, why is he frustrated, right? And asking him, why are you frustrated, right? Putting thought into the energy that I give out to him, right? And so in me learning how to be more thoughtful towards him, how to consider what the end result will be if I do this or if I do that, learning how to be more responsive towards him has really helped us cultivate a really great positive teacher-student relationship to where now he's able to maintain more of his peace. He has learned how to vocalize himself more because I have learned how to be more patient with him and more responsive with him and actually trying to teach him how to vocalize and express himself, how to express his frustrations when he gets frustrated instead of me just getting frustrated and reacting off of his frustration, right? And so I say all of that to say that When we choose to react to things, right? First of all, we have to know what our triggers are. Because I think that there are so many people in this world, so many people in this world who are living a very reactive life. And because they are constantly triggered, and they're constantly respond, I mean, reacting to their triggers, right? They're like, oh, this pisses me off. So when this pisses me off, this is what I do. Oh, I hate this thing. So because I hate this thing, when it happens, this is the energy I'm going to give back to it, right? Um, and that is not always the most effective approach to take, Um. And so we have to learn, and this goes back to, you know, being self-aware and having a certain level of self-knowledge, knowing what triggers us. Because when we have a better understanding of what triggers us, then we are better able to know how we react to those triggers, right? And so when you know what triggers you, When you know what stimulates a reaction, what stimulates or might what might spark anger or frustration or stress in you and you have that awareness and you're mindful of that, then when those triggers present themselves to you, you are able to then go from a place of reaction to a place of response, right? And that's not to say that the triggers will go away, but when you are able to lean into response versus reaction, it allows you to have control over your triggers instead of your triggers having control over you. And that's what I think the difference is. I think when you are reactive, you are allowing the triggers whatever is triggering you, whatever you're reacting to, to 
control you, right? And in some ways, take your power away. Because it takes a lot of energy to do things off of impulse. It takes a lot of energy to react to something because a lot of times our reactions are emotion-based, right? And so if you are someone who, or if you know someone who is, you know, always reacting to the, to things, then more than likely you or that person is someone who gives a lot of your your energy away because you might give a lot of anger away to this particular stimulus or this trigger or you might give a lot of your stress or your power away to that certain thing right and so i'm here to hopefully encourage us all to live more peaceful lives and i think as it relates to this conversation of being reactive versus being responsive, right? I think that being responsive helps us stay in our peace more. It helps us stay in our grounding more. And it helps us really be able to process how we respond to what happens, right? It helps us be able to better respond, um, process how we are going to, um, what kind of energy we're going to give to whatever is happening, right? And so I think when I think about how we can be more responsive, one of the things that comes to my mind is ultimately how we can be more mindful, right? Because mindfulness is really just about taking a moment to observe, right? Taking a moment to observe maybe how you feel, taking a moment to observe, <coughs> Ooh, excuse me, um, taking a moment to observe how we feel, um, taking a moment to uh, explore how our bodies feel, Right. Sometimes I know for me, sometimes when I'm getting triggered, um, you know, I start to feel tense and my body becomes tense. Right. And my I start to raise my shoulders. Right. And my my face gets tense. Right. And so. But and I know that about myself. And so when I'm experiencing a trigger and something that, you know, I could possibly react to, I try on good days to take a moment and just be and observe, you know, why do I feel this way? What is happening to make me feel this way? And how do I want to respond to whatever is making me feel this particular way? You know, I could either choose to go from zero to 100 or I can choose to take a moment to just be like, you know what, just take three deep breaths, right? And the choice is mine. The choice is yours. And so I want to encourage us to, as we practice, you know, 
whether we're beginning the practice or continuing to develop a pre-existing practice of being responsive, I want to encourage us to, when we notice our triggers and when we notice the things that maybe make us upset or make us angry, or maybe the things that might make us feel fearful, right, or worried, or whatever the case may be, anything that kind of, you know, causes a certain feeling or emotion to arise within us, right? I I think that's a trigger. And we have to know how to be mindful of those things and how to respond and how to put out energy that is going to help us be effective in, you know, moving and working through whatever that particular trigger or stimulus is, right? And so one of my notes that I have here about how we can be more mindful, aka how we can be more responsive versus reactive is, like I said recently, pausing when we start to feel triggered, right? So when we start to feel like somebody is about to piss us off or when we start to feel like we're almost about to be upset or angry or frustrated, before we lean into that frustration and that anger and disappointment, I want to encourage us to practice taking a moment to pause and asking ourselves, you know, is this is this an energy I really want to put out, right? Because I believe that, you know, the energy we give is the energy that we receive. Whether it be us receiving it from somebody else or whether it just be us receiving it from, you know, our environment, right? I think that what we give, we we put, we we receive that, right? So um, allowing ourselves to just pause. And in that moment of pausing when we start to feel triggered is when we can start to practice taking deep breaths, right? The power of our breath is, is so powerful. And I use it, I use it more than I used to these days. And I'm so grateful for that tool that is my breath, not only the thing that keeps me sustained every single second of the day, but the thing that also helps me get back to my grounding when I start to feel triggered, you know, and going back to the example that I provided of my student, you know, um, like I said, they're young. And so sometimes when I'm working with them, you know, it takes them a long time to get focused. And sometimes it takes us a lot to get something simple done because, you know, their attention span just isn't there. And sometimes they're so distracted and there's just so much things going on, right? And they feed off of each other. And for me, sometimes that is very frustrating. And, you know, there are moments where, you know, I... I I raise my voice and I yell at them and I'm reacting off of impulse because I'm frustrated, right? But then there are moments where, and I'm trying to do this more often, where when they're doing a lot and when they're frustrating me, 
sometimes all I do is I just take a moment, I put all my stuff down, and I just sit back in my chair, and I close my eyes, and I sit quietly. And it helps me not only recenter myself and be thoughtful of how I want to respond to them, but it catches their attention as well. Because they look at me and they're like, Miss Dixon, what's wrong? What's going on? You know, Miss Dixon, Miss Dixon, right? And so then that's my opportunity to then speak to them calmly and let them know, you know, I'm frustrated with you guys. You guys are doing a lot. I'm trying to help you us do our work. And you guys are being distracted. And it's making me frustrated. So I had to take a moment for me to pause. And then when I share that with them, you know, they're always like, you know, sorry, you know, sorry, Miss Dixon. And then I'll have to tell them, like, are you guys ready? Are you ready to focus now? And majority of the time they say yes. And then we're able to proceed with our day peacefully without any yelling, without any, you know, tantrums or crying or anything like that. And so I do think it is very powerful when you learn how to allow yourself to take moments to pause when you feel triggered or frustrated. And it definitely is a practice because I think the more that we practice being mindful, the more our mindfulness is going to be tested, right? The more we practice being intentional about things, the more our intention was going to be tested. Not because we're weak or not because you know, we're not powerful, but I think it helps, right? In in this world in general, there's so much stuff going on in this world, even in the present moment right now. And so if we don't, if we're constantly reacting to the things of the world, then we have no peace left for ourselves, no energy left for ourselves because we have given it all away. And I am here to encourage you to stay in your power, to stay filled up, right? Protecting your energy, protecting your peace. We hear that a lot these days, you know, protect your energy, protect your peace. But like when I say it, I really mean it. You know, I really want us to live peaceful lives. I want us to live lives where, and and I was, you know, I was thinking of this earlier. I want to live a life where I am more in control of my urges than my urges being in control of me, right? My triggers, I want to be more in control of my triggers than my triggers are in control of me. And in order for us to do that, we have to be intentional about protecting our energy. What does it mean to protect your energy? Yeah, protect the people, you know, yourself and who you, you know, surround yourself with, but also protecting your energy by being mindful of what you give your energy to. Loving yourself enough, valuing yourself enough to be mindful and selective of what you're going to give your energy to. Sometimes we don't always need to give anger. We don't always need to give frustration. We don't always need to give all of this heavy energy that sometimes we give out sometimes because it leaves us feeling depleted and it leaves us feeling empty 
and it leaves us not in our power. But I want us to lean more into our power, not only within this year of 2022, but moving forward, 2022 and beyond. I want us, myself and you who's listening, to stay in our power. And the only way that we can stay in our power is by being mindful of what we give our power to. And the only way for us to do that in terms of this conversation is being mindful of what we choose to respond to and what we choose to react to, right? And so I just want to encourage us all to, like I said, be mindful of what you are giving our power to so that we can keep our calm. You know, I I don't know about you, but I feel much better when I'm able to stay in my power and keep my calm, you know, and people might think that, you know, sometimes when you're reactive and when you raise your voice and give all this heavy energy that it's effective. But I believe that when you keep your calm and when you choose to respond thoughtfully and mindfully, that's more effective than anything because people are more willing to receive you when you come from a place of thoughtfulness, when you come from a place of action that has been done through reasoning, right? And through you thinking through, you know, what the end result is going to be. And so, you know, I, before we close this conversation, I just want to encourage you to take a moment to think about, you know, what is something that you reacted to within the past week, right? And like I said, it's okay. You know, if you re- if you maybe were more reactive than responsive this week, it is okay because that was me about a week ago. There was a moment, a day in the week where, Things just were not going good for me. And I was reacting to everything. And it made me feel terrible because I was giving so much of my energy away. And by the time I got home, I'm just like, I'm done for the day because I've given so much away. I'm tired. Right. And so in that moment, you know, yes, I reacted, but I don't like the way I feel when I am being reactive. I love the way I feel when I'm being responsive because when I'm being responsive, I'm being mindful. And when I'm being mindful, I'm centered and I'm grounded. And I love that for myself. And I want you to feel the same way. And so, you know, think about a moment in the past few days or the last time that you maybe reacted to something. Maybe it's something that you know triggers you. Right. Like I said, we all have things that trigger us. Right. Whether it be, you know, a trigger that we developed in adulthood or. Or whether it be a trigger that we, you know, developed when we were children. Right. Um, I studied child and adolescent development when I was an undergrad. And one of the main things that I took away from all of my child development studies was that. You know, our childhood years are so impactful on the way that we develop 
into adolescence and then how we develop, you know, into adult, right? And so I believe that a lot of the triggers that many adults have these days are not necessarily triggers that they developed as adults, but triggers that they developed as children, but never fully worked through, right? And so we might think that, you know, um, we've developed these, you know, maybe new habits or just reactions to certain things. But I would encourage you to take a moment to kind of think about, you know, what kind of child were you? And what were some of the things that, you know, triggered you or like made you frustrated, right? Or what were some of the things that angered you? Um, And understanding that our triggers and our reactions to things don't always have to be that way, right? At any moment, we can decide to change. Some people have, you know, gotten so comfortable and so fixed in the way things are in their lives to where they have believed the false assumption that they cannot change or that their lives cannot change, But I want to gently remind you and let you know that anything is possible, right? However, not only do you have to believe it's possible, but your actions and your thoughts have to align with that. Because if your actions and your thoughts and the way that you show up in the world does not align with you believing that anything is possible, then nothing will ever change. And so... Even if you have things in your life that maybe you have reacted to in the past, um, I believe that most humans don't want to live a reactive life. I would believe that most of us have a desire to live lives where we are self-controlled and to live lives where we are able to keep ourselves composed and we are able to be mindful and to be thoughtful and aware of the energy that we are giving out and how we are giving our power away. And so just understand that you have the right to be grounded. You have the right to take a moment to pause and think before you respond. Everything does not always have to, you know, be so urgent. We don't always have to instantly give a response or a re- or a reaction to things. We don't always have to instantly reply to what happens in our lives. It is okay to take a step back, to take a moment to sit with yourself, to explore and observe how something makes you feel, how someone makes you feel. And not only observing, but being mindful of how we want to then respond to that person, to that thing, to that circumstance, that situation. And hopefully in us doing that and practicing doing that, we find that we are living more lives of peace, more lives where we feel in control of our responses 
instead of our reactions being in control of us. A life where we are more thoughtful with how we show up and with how we treat and reply to others. And hopefully that inspires us to be more mindful, to be more thoughtful, to be more centered, to be more grounded in a world where there is so much going on at all times. We don't have to engage in all of the things that are going on at all times. We don't have to react at all times. It's okay to not react at all. It's okay to not respond at all until perhaps you feel ready to do so. And so I just want to leave us with that. Um, you know, I'm, I really feel led to, to speak on this because, you know, like I said, a few weeks ago, I kind of had an experience where I was being reactive and because I thankfully had the self-awareness to observe how my reactions made me feel, I wanted to explore that more. And I told myself that day that I would practice the next day being responsive should something like that happen again. And so, you know, while we can't always control what happens, I think that we can always control how we respond to what happens. And that is such a powerful knowing. It is so powerful and reaffirming and assuring to know that we always have a choice to choose how we respond to what happens. And the way that we respond to what happens influences what then comes next right? So thank you for being here with me, joining me in conversation. Um, I hope that you have been inspired to practice leaning more into thoughtfulness and mindfulness and patience as well. Um, I think in order to really cultivate a response practice, we also simultaneously have to be willing to cultivate a patience practice. Because I believe that the reason why we react to things sometimes is because, you know, we don't have enough patience. And when you have, when you're low on patience, you're quick to respond. I mean, I'm sorry, when you're low on patience, you're quick to react. But when you're thriving in patience, you are slow to react. And you're more quick and thoughtful about how you respond. So, you know, if if you feel like you just don't have any patience at all, I want to encourage you to, you know, ask God, pray and ask God to really ground you and equip you with the patience that you need in order to be more of a responsive person than you are a reactive person. And I believe that when you truly desire something, 
and you seek it and you go after that with intention and purpose, it comes to you. So if you want to be a responsive person and you want to be a more patient person, ask and seek and make space to receive that, okay? So I'm affirming that we are all going to practice and cultivate more response practices as we continue to thrive and unfold um, in purpose and unfold in just the versions of ourselves that we're constantly becoming. Um, I'm affirming that for myself and I'm affirming that um, for you as well. So I want to thank you once again for joining me for another episode of the Purpose Unfolded podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Danielle. I would love for you to stay connected with me, connected with this platform, this community via Instagram at Purpose Unfolded um, and also on Twitter at Purpose Unfolded on Twitter as well. Um, if you have not already left your rating and review, please do so. It only takes about 30 seconds max, depending on how long of a rating and review you leave. Um, so thank you so much. Um, may you be well, may you feel well, and may you live well. And with love and warm regards, I will catch y'all on the next episode of the Purpose Unfolded podcast. Peace.